Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. This short podcast is going to look at authentic leadership under COVID. Thanks, Darren. As I've said before, authenticity counts for a lot in life. It makes us feel good about being true to ourselves, and it communicates itself to others immediately, building trust and respect, even if one's particular views differ. But why is it so important during crises like the current pandemic? In crises, people are scared and they're faced with uncertainty, which they've been trying to avoid most of their lives, most probably. And what they want is someone to come and tell them something that's certain. However, in a crisis, uncertainty is inevitable, or at least more tangible. And if a leader tries to give certainty when it's simply not there, then they'll undermine themselves. Trust is lost as their followers have believed in them and are let down at a time when it's most important. Good leaders will start with transparency and truthfulness. This is a place where confidence can be built and the leader will never be undermined. Even if they don't know something, they can tell the truth. At one stage in my career when Unilever was taking over Best Foods, my Best Foods team was of course keen to know what was happening. I would meet with them every week, often having to say I had heard nothing further. But that was the truth, and it reassured them. They knew as much as anyone, and trusted me to tell them when I did have some news. And you can't ask for more than that. So, my advice in a crisis is to keep your team informed as often as is practical, and even when there's nothing new to say. Many people shy away from this through fear. But this is the wrong approach, as it engenders exactly that which they fear. This applies to your thought and decision-making processes too. So, when you're informing staff of a decision you've made, it's important, if they haven't been or couldn't be involved in the making of that decision, that you explain the rationale as to why you came to that decision. This is another form of transparency, and is really important for authentic leadership, and even more so during a crisis. Even better, if you are able to include more people in decision-making, without, of course, making things unwieldy, you'll have everyone on board. Again, even though you may not decide to run with someone else's idea or conclusion, if you've listened to them actively and fed back why you've chosen to go a different way, they'll generally accept because they feel included. By cutting them out, you have a very unhappy set of people on your hands. Everyone knows there are uncertainties in life, and most don't like that fact. 67% of us live in fear of change. What a leader can do, however, is find things that are or can be certain and focus on those. This relates to decision-making as a decisive leader gives certainty. And with change, if people feel certainty, then the prospect of change within that particular situation is reduced. During 2020, the ACT was hit hard by the inability to hold physical events. But once the direction of travel was clear, we pivoted quickly to virtual events, and we've continued to take decisive action on further events, including training and aspects of our qualifications. We've taken the approach that it's better for everyone to be planning for something certain, even if not as attractive for many, rather than dithering around to wait and see what might happen next. Uncertainty and constantly changing goalposts are exhausting for people and distracting, and we'll come back to that in another podcast. We also decided to have people work from home before the rules kicked in for London, where we're based. The risk on public transport was clear, 
as again was the direction of travel, pardon the pun. And rather than leaving it for individuals to decide what they might want to do, I made a decision for them, which they appreciated. Communication in times of crisis is more important than ever. I always advise to write your own speeches and presentations. Delivering someone else's just doesn't work. And this is applicable now more than ever. Think of some of the government speeches, particularly early on, say in the UK and the US, when senior government officials were reading out rules and advice and data prepared by others who were experts. I think we'd all agree that those speeches didn't come across as authentic and actually led to a lot of mistrust and concern in the wider population. There were, of course, instances where those same people made it up on their own, and that's even worse. So that's another trait of authentic leadership. Authentic leaders are not scared of other people knowing more than they know themselves. They relish finding talent in others and will rely on their inputs whilst trying to communicate them effectively to a wider audience. We, the listeners, get that they own the speech, whilst understanding that it's built on sound foundations. An authentic leader will out others who are behaving in an unethical way. Tolerating unacceptable and even illegal behaviours from those around them has been seen to undermine a number of politicians recently. Bringing that back to the business context, the leader has, as ever, to walk the talk and needs to stick to the rules and behaviours they set as the standard. We need, of course, to develop integrate authentic leaders, as it's rare we're born one. And one of the key tips to achieve this is to practice, practice and practice. With sufficient practice, we'll feel comfortable and will come across well in any situation as long as the intent is right. And if you really understand yourself and your strengths and use them, you'll naturally be authentic. One of the key factors in gaining the trust and respect of others. Being your real self, people respect that. And part of being your real self, of course, is admitting failures and weaknesses. There's always a time and a place, of course, but think about how you feel when someone you really admire admits they made a mistake and apologises. We're brought up to feel that only children make mistakes and adults are perfect. There's a view that if mistakes are admitted, it can affect children's sense of security. So from adulthood, we're trained to hide our vulnerability. But hey, when did you ever pull the wool over a child's eyes? And the subject of vulnerability as well as empathy has come up a lot during COVID times. People talk about the new model of leadership seen in some of the world's leaders. There being some prominent examples amongst female leaders, interestingly. That style has been suppressed in business for decades, if not forever. And yet this type of leader is often the most authentic. These are scary times in many ways, and opening yourself up to be an authentic and vulnerable leader is also scary. But the more of us who do this, the better place our world will be. And staying with women leaders for a moment, research suggests 70% of women communicate from fear, not strength. So this is a topic I'll come back to in another podcast, as it's interesting for all genders. Now, I can't talk about leadership in this context without talking about followership. It's common sense, right? Not everyone can lead, and there's not enough room in our pyramid-shaped organisational structures. But how good are we at followership? I think we're encouraged through corporate systems and society to try to be leaders, as that is the measure of success. Followership involves us putting aside pride, feelings of competitiveness and our ego, in order to let someone more suited to leadership 
at the particular point in time take over. And we have to judge when we need to do this, sometimes despite a substandard leader being in place. I spoke about this in an earlier podcast in more detail, but suffice to say we need all of us to consider how we can also be authentic followers, exhibiting the same transparency and honesty as our ideal leader. And that's when the world will really become a better place, despite COVID or any other shock that hits us. Well, thank you for those insights on leadership, Caroline. You're absolutely right about mistakes. I always said to my kids growing up, everyone makes mistakes, even me. And I'm looking forward to picking up on fear versus strength in a future podcast. In the meantime, from both of us, goodbye and thanks for listening.